How are we doing, everybody? Uh, my name's Scott Kingston, here with my co-host, Michael Hunt. Um, Hello. And we are on episode 10 now, double digits, Mike, um, yeah, of the Rear Projection podcast. Uh, we're doing this week's episode is on Drop Dead Fred. Uh, we did this quite deliberately to coincide with the seventh anniversary of the death of Rick Mayo, it's its star, and I know he's a, he's a hero to both me and Mike. Uh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it was Mike's choice, he's going to run us through the synopsis quickly, and then uh, we, we'll get into it, I think. Yeah, Drop Dead Fred from 1991, directed by Atta de Jong, uh, starring Rick Mayo and Phoebe Cates. Phoebe um, Cates. Love a bit of Phoebe Cates. Yeah. Uh, a young woman finds herself finds. I'll start again. A young woman <laughs> finds her already unstable life rocked by the presence of a rambunctious imaginary friend from childhood. Rambunctious, love that word. Rambunctious, yeah, love a bit of that, mate. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, double digits, baby. Yeah, boy, ten episodes in. Ten episodes deep. You love double digits, digits, don't you? You <laughs> love you love more than one digit. Absolutely. I mean, what what. what... I mean, if we did one thing I've forgotten is that we kind of said that after ten episodes we'd start taking uh, uh, requests from other people. But um, should All we right, just well, should, should we sack that off for a little while and just do, do a few more of our own? No, it's fine. We what we can do is we can put put it out there, get people to send in emails. Mm. If they don't choose the same film as us, we'll just pretend that somebody did. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool for that. So we're just, no gonna, we're just yeah, we're just going to lie. It gives the listening. illusion, yeah, it gives the illusion that we actually give a fuck when yeah, <laughs> when you and I know that we actually don't. Yeah, yeah, um, no, that's cool. I'm, um, yeah, I, I, I've got a funny feeling that um, you know one of the one of our listeners is going to choose the Sandlot next week, which would be cool because uh, that's yeah. just what I was thinking of doing. Um, I'd heard it on the grapevine that that was the case, so you know that's that's worked out quite nicely, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. And I've, yeah, I've, I've got a feeling a few more of those coincidences will happen. Um, I can no. hope so, mate, because <laughs> most people's taste in film films are shit. Yeah. So, uh, no yeah. offence to anybody listening, but I don't give a fuck about you. Absolutely. Um, We're joking, of course. We will eventually. We, we will do a request eventually because we kind of we kind of talked extensively about doing that. So we will. We will. Yeah. Yeah. I know we will. Oh, yeah. We definitely will. Um. Uh, this is—it's been a while since you last watched this film, Scott. Yeah. How did it make you feel, inside or outside, revisiting oh. this gem? Well, do you know what? As as we've discussed before, we've we've seen sort of a few childhood movies which haven't always been as good when we've rewatched them. But I have to say, I enjoyed this just as much. I, I don't know mm. if it's the bias of having sort of yeah, Rick Mail's kind of my my comedy hero, so I kind of felt like I was going to like this film again, no matter what. Like I was never going to be disappointed by rewatching. I mean, to be fair, I only probably watched it three, four years ago. Anyway, so it's not like it's been like a 10, 15 year gap like it was with mm. other films we've done. Um, oh, because you, famously, you love a big gap, don't you? <laughs> I do indeed. Um, Double digits and a big gap and yeah. you are one happy boy. <laughs> three and a half minutes and you've managed to squeeze two sex puns into, oh, no, I'm impressed. I'm well, impressed. <laughs> you know, this, just, this is just what I do. Yeah, boy. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah, but no, no, I, um, I, I, I mean... It, it, it was it, no, it was cool. It was cool rewatching it. It was a lot of fun. It was because, to be honest, it, it was one of those films. I mean, we, we really like it, and I know a lot of people that do. But it didn't get great 
reviews. It got kind of slagged off quite a lot. I don't think the, the American audience really got Rick Mail. They uh, just didn't get Rick. This is the yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. And um, loads of, uh, so they, when they were pitching the, the film to studios, they didn't want Rick involved. Um, Disney Disney were going to pick it up, but they said yeah. oh, the, the only condition would be that they get rid of Rick Mail, and they yeah. stuck to their guns and said, fuck you. Um, but originally, did, I don't know if you heard about this, but they offered the role to uh, Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. I, I, I saw that on the old. Uh, I saw that on the old trivia. Like, obviously, we try and look up sort of interesting facts and that about the film. Yeah, that was one. And also, apparently, there was briefly a sequel in the works um, after this, and they were going to offer that to Jim Carrey. Wow, really? Yeah, boy. yeah. no, I'm not okay with that. Um, while we're on the subject of sequels and etc., were you aware that a few years ago they were going to remake this film with uh, Russell Brand as as Fred? I heard that, and I don't dislike Russell Brand. I think he's quite clever. I think, I think he's, he's a cunt. Uh, fair enough. I mean, each to their own. I don't dislike him. I think he's kind of clever. I don't, I don't think he's the funniest dude in the world, but I think as a bloke, he's he's quite interesting to listen to. But uh, nah, Disagree. I wouldn't have had that. Drop dead for it. No, no, it's fair. Well, we, can't, we don't agree on everything, mate. Don't agree on everything. <laughs> no, I, uh, I think he used to be quite funny, and then when he started disappearing up his own arse, I'd stop giving a fuck. No, um, no, that's fair enough. So, you that's... know. Um, but I think that would have been absolutely dreadful. I mean, the the reason they didn't go for it in the end was because uh, the, the Arthur remake did so badly. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, so, yeah. Right. Okay, we're five and a half minutes in. I guess we should tell a nonce joke. Oh. So we've done a serious conversation. So, in one of the first scenes with an adult male, you, you see him squeezing out of a child's tiny box. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and when he does, he looks like a Brussels sprout with bush hair, doesn't yes, he? Yes, he does. <laughs> and when I say speaking out of a child's tiny box, it's factually correct. Similar to my synopsis last week with the Goonies and One-Eyed Willie. Factually correct. Tell me I'm wrong. Well, uh, for, a, for a child's box, I'd say that was quite a big one. <laughs> it's quite... It's quite <laughs> oh, a child's big box. Um, but... but <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. I've derailed us yet again. No, I, 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 no. It was. Um, I mean, I was, we're not really going in in order, are we? So we could just no, jump in and whatever, whatever. So, do you know what? Um, I think the mum's quite hard, hard, hard done by in this film. What? I think she's quite hard done by. She's the Antichrist. She's she, absolutely fucking horrendous. Which, which I thought when I was a kid, but it's a bit when she's literally cutting her daughter's hair. <laughs> she just goes, Daddy, the daughter just goes, Daddy, why don't we throw mummy out the window? She'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, right, this, this is, right, I, I tell you why this film still appeals to, to adults. It's because you remember the funny bits from your childhood. When you take it, when you have a deeper look into this film, this is about a young girl having a psychotic break because she's got two completely useless fucking parents one of yeah. whom is like a dictator absolute cunt who doesn't yeah. show her any love and the, and the British other dad one, who fucks off after one scene just fucks off because uh, you know he pretends to give a shit most of the time i mean that that scene you're talking about where there's he's just sat at the table the yeah. mom's talking about drop dead fred he's just reading the paper and couldn't give a fuck that's true that's and then true. he wanders off. And, and there's he... a bit there's a bit with his comfort in her when when the mum is taping up the box that's got a drop dead Fred in it. And mm. uh, he, he's sort of making it, I'm the good parent, you're evil. And then she just goes, Oh, what do you know about parenting? He goes, Apparently nothing. And then he fucks off for the rest of the film. <laughs> and that's that's the last time she ever sees him. He goes, Yeah, he goes, We've had a minor argument, so I'm gonna disappear from my child's life forever. Which <laughs> Yeah. So in many ways, the mum's the better parent, at least she hung around. Well, she didn't really have much of a choice, did she? I mean, as she says at the end, she had she had the child to save a marriage, and it and it backfired, didn't it? 
good. Oh, yeah, she does say that. And this is what I mean. This poor fucking girl has grown up with absolutely no love in her life and has had to fucking create an imaginary friend just so that she has somebody to give a fuck about her. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And oh mate that's that's the kind of the deeper the deeper look at this this film and when you realize that that's what's at the heart of it it's actually it's more tragic than if fred was a pedophile (laughs) i mean we 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 touched on this last week in that we were going to try and make this not just a fucking one hour love fest for male because we both we're both big fans of me. Can I just say, me and Mike both went to... <laughs> and there's photographic evidence to back this up. Well, when we thought we were fucking cool. When Rick Mail first died, me and Mike went to a, a beer festival and we both bought T-shirts that had Rick Mail's face on it and turned up at this beer festival. It was in a fucking scout hut with a load of old men. <laughs> And yeah, baby. Turned, and me and Mike turned up trying to be all edgy in our fucking Rick Mail shirts as some kind of tribute to him by getting drunk at a beer festival. And just, I'd, I'd love to know what they fucking thought of us that day. <laughs> well, the good news is I was arsehole within about 40 minutes, so uh, I couldn't give a fuck what anybody thought. Well, the thing, I don't think the beer festival started until about four o'clock, so I think we were pissed when we turned up. <laughs> no, it definitely. It started at midday, but I think I think we went to the pub across the road yeah. before we went in there, didn't we, for a bit? Well, so. I, think when we, I think when we turned up at the beer festival, Sunday go to us, we were standing outside a scout hut. Should we, <laughs> should, should we go? Should we go to a pub first? What do you reckon? And then, yeah, I think we had a couple of hours in there. And by the time we turned up in our Rick Mail shirts, it was just a load of pensioners. Yeah. Um, I'd love to know what they thought when we fucking walked in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we had a little tribute to Rick Mail, uh, who, who is of course our hero. And yeah, don't like, he. I mean, it's definitely something a bit dodgy. I mean, because he. He not only spends the entire film hanging out with a kid. I mean, well, to be fair, he spends most of the film hanging out with the adult version of the kid he used to hang out with. But then, mm. obviously, by the ending scene, he's selected another victim. Um, <laughs> I, just, I I can't do it, mate. I can't look at this film as, as something as something sinister because because he plays he plays the character so fucking well. There's yeah. absolutely nothing seedy about him. No, there isn't really. No, there is what. There's one. There is one. Oh, in fact, I can think of two, maybe. Go on. Two moments. Well, there's a scene at the very end when they do the. Uh, she finds out that Charles is cheating, and um, he he go. They go into that kind of dream sequence, you know, mm-hmm. with the car and another uh, one, yeah. and and the tree, the tucking tree. There's there's a bit when they can't get up the stairs, and Rick Mail's next theory is, well, what we need is a tree. How about you need real stairs or a ladder? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know why. I don't know what the tree was the go to, but anyway, we'll come to that later. Um, <laughs> there's a bit obviously when she frees her younger self um, from being taped to the bed, uh, which is Phoebe Cates's uh, character. Um, Elizabeth. Yes, Elizabeth. Uh, or so Snot Face. Snot Face, as she's more affectionately known. Um, so, yeah, she frees, she, in a dream sequence, she kind of frees her younger self. And obviously, that, that, there's that sort of sad scene where Rick Mayo is a bit like, well, look, I can't come back with you into the real world. Mm-hmm. And Phoebe Cates is a bit, oh, but I want you to, blah, blah. And he goes, look, just kiss me. And say, <laughs> drop dead Fred, right? <laughs> no, I thought he could have gone a bit further. He could have just gone, look. Just suck me off and say drop dead friend. Yeah. Well, when he said kiss me, he didn't. She didn't realise that he didn't mean on the mouth. (laughs) It's the problem. So he he was getting polishing his arsehole, getting it ready. (laughs) Just bend over and say drop dead friend, and this will all be a bad fucking dream. Yeah. I'll I'll be honest. That is that is for me. That's the one sinister between the relationship between. I mean, he's constantly looking up other women's skirts and stuff like that. He is, is, and he also tries to follow her in the bedroom when she gets back with Charles. (laughs) (laughs) 
he does the old rub and the hands together. And it's like, oh, I'm going to go on another because So there, that was my second. That was my second. You know the scene. I'll give you. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. Fair dues. I mean, but it's, with, with the child, there's nothing. There's nothing weird going on there when she. No, there isn't. There isn't. No. And I, don't, I, I, I'll be honest. Like there are bits. There are bits about this film that that sort of take me out of it a little bit. Like the bits where he's playing with the, all the other imaginary friends. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really enjoy that, and I don't. I don't like um, because. It, if you if you look at just the scenes where it's him and her, it could quite easily be that that she's having a psychotic episode and these yeah. things are happening because she's doing it like like Fight Club. Yeah, um, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when you see him playing with other imaginary friends, go to hell, Herman. Go to hell, Herman. Craggy, Namby Pamby, the whole crew. Now, Craggy is definitely somebody I don't want anybody anywhere near children because <laughs> he's a giant fucking hairy backed baby. Yes, he is in a, in a tank top. If you don't, it's, like, it's, like it's like a wrestling singlet. It's <laughs> fucking insane. Velcro head though. If he was my imaginary friend, I'd have been fucking well entertained as a kid. Yeah, Velcro head had, had something about him. Go to hell, Herman. He didn't really get along. Nambi Pambi was just sort of a, a, a fat bird in a tutu, but I'm sure she brought something to the table. Um, yeah, probably KFC. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but um but no no i know what you mean i i i that was one of the things i remember most from, from mm. Billy. i don't know why but it, it, it was just one of the ones just the, you know don't let it take the green ones yeah the pills yeah i guess that 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 scene is in there so that they can explain to him that the, those pills are bad but i think that could have been done in a in a better way that that makes that story a little bit more kind of not believable because it's not going to be believable but but along the lines of like is she doing this or you know what I mean, but yeah, in, it, yeah. because there are things like when he when he leaves the letter for her and the mum picks it up, like that confirms that he is a real entity floating about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, he leaves a fake letter to uh, to Elizabeth from from Charles, who's who's uh, the sort of smutty uh, husband who I have to say is one of the smoothest <laughs> cheaters I've ever. <laughs> Which like like the opening scene is is Phoebe Cates outside her ex-husband's workplace and she kind of goes in to talk to him and he just goes, he goes, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, you told me to cheat on you and you're completely right. I should just go and live with this other bird. And I just, and he kind of styles it out. I will, yeah, well, she's like, no, no, I didn't. He's like, no, yes, you did. You bloody did. You told and me to be like Annabella. <laughs> you bloody did. Oh, you fucking liar. <laughs> oh, how I'm honestly, I've got all these streaks up my dick now. I wouldn't be there unless it would be. Oh, you bitch! This is completely your fault, and I want you to know that it was. He's he's manipulative, but in quite a funny way. He just like I could just, just imagine just being caught cheating, just going, no, no, I, you t- but you told me to cheat though. I was doing what you wanted. <laughs> oh, mate, I think he's disgusting. He, he makes my flesh crawl, and I, obviously that's a, that is fantastic acting on the part of Tim Matheson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he is. He's horrible, mate. Every scene that he's in, I want to, I want to curl up and die. Yeah, just from sort of embarrassment and shame. Yeah, because the fact that that he's that much of the prick, and that for the majority <laughs> of the film, because not being found that the other bird, the other the other woman is Papa Bridget Fonda, who's yeah. who's, who's hot. Um, so she's got he's got Phoebe. He's a complete wanker, and he's he's in somehow got himself on a love triangle with Phoebe Cates and Bridget Fonda. I mean, fucking hell. Yeah, and all he does is fucking sell cars for a living. He sells cars, yeah. And yet somehow he's got a boat and a sick car, so he must be dealing or something on the side, I'm assuming. 
Yeah, dearly something. I mean, it might have been dosing up Phoebe Cates, which is why she sees an imaginary friend. Yeah, it could explain why she's so fucking stupid. She's just a strung out junkie. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bit, a bit after that where she's on the phone to her mate Janie, played fantastically by Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher, um, legend. And uh, I don't know if you noticed, but she's she's only using a fucking payphone. <laughs> yes, she a is. A payphone? I'll tell you what, mate, if Peter Kay were here right now, we'd be able to do 15 minutes on that. <laughs> Do you remember pair phones? <laughs> do you remember pair phones? We put them on in their phone. <laughs> I'll tell you what as well. For a fucking... I mean, you can kind of see why Phoebe Cakes is going slightly mental because within the opening 20 minutes of this film, <laughs> right, she loses her husband. Some fuck up. When she pulls over... So, so she, she pulls up into her husband's place of work to go and talk to him. He rejects her. While she's trying to talk to her husband, someone breaks it. She's left her purse on the car seat. Someone <laughs> breaks into her car. What makes me laugh is it wasn't one thief. One bloke broke in, stole her purse. <laughs> Another one come along. An opportunity, he's, he's seen the broken window and got one. I love the motor. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and then, because of all that happening, because she went to her husband's workplace, because her car got stolen, because her purse got stolen, she's late back from her lunch break, and she goes <laughs> back. She's a clerk. She's like a typist in a courtroom. And then when she gets back to work, the judge fires her. So she's yeah. lost her job, her car, her money, and her husband within the opening 20 minutes of the fucking film. I'd need, I'd need Rick Mal to cheer me the fuck up, I'd have to say. Do you know the most realistic thing about that entire sequence is the fact that she's this kind of cunt who just gets one coin out of her purse before she leaves her car and goes to the bike box. <laughs> I had there was a part of me that thought you left your handbag on the passenger seat for everyone to see. You sort of deserved it. Yeah, absolutely. It's an unwritten rule. If you're going to leave your car and leave valuables in it, you kind of hide it away, put it in the glove box, put it in the side bit by the door. She did leave it all on display. But the fact that she got robbed by two different pieces <laughs> within a five minute period, how's your fucking luck? <laughs> she picked the worst street to use a payphone on. Yeah. Yeah, she really did. She really did. And, and then and just when you think it's going to get better for her, she so she ends up going back to her mother's house because her mum's heard about the breakdown of the marriage and obviously she mm-hmm. was living with her husband. So she's come back to her mum. And that's where she discovers the taped up box uh, and, and she uh, unboxes, like she t- takes a tape off and Rick Mayo bursts out, like you say, looking like a Brussels sprout with a mohawk. <laughs> uh, and then Rick Mayo pops up and that's it for the rest of the movie really is it's basically Rick Mayo sort of being in an adult Elizabeth's life and um, I mean one of the first things he does is whack her in the head with a spade uh, oh mate I fucking love that bit get happy <laughs> <laughs> you've been doing it like a pigeons <laughs> I love that scene in the kitchen where she's oh but before we get to the scene in the kitchen there's obviously the famous the famous bit where he smears dog shit all over the carpet yeah the, the mum's had the carpet shampoo she doesn't want anybody in the front room yeah fred goes out there finds some dog shit walks on his hands smears dog shit all over the carpet singing a, a song about dog poo it's lovely lovely dog poo <laughs> on the chair <laughs> on the side um yeah, I love that bit. I was watching the deleted scenes, right? Just to give give a bit of background <laughs> on how on to, to today's fucking proceedings, I have had Drop Dead Fred on on a loop while I've been working. <laughs> I've watched uh, a, a video on YouTube, which is ten things you didn't know about Drop Dead Fred. <laughs> is it, watched, is, it just, is it the spit? It's the spit. <laughs> So there's a bit where he throws an inkwell and she goes, she sort of jumps to catch it. And then he tells her to, to count because they're going to play hide and seek. And she's holding this thing and he just, she closes her eyes and he just gobs on her head. 
<laughs> fucking brilliant, and I really wish they'd left it in. Do you know what, right? I, 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 similar to last week, I don't make a lot of notes when we do these. I kind of just do, <laughs> tend, tend to do it off the cuff. But I, too, watched the deleted scenes. <laughs> brilliant. She spent down counting while he goes to the one As he walked past, he does, it wasn't like he just went... <laughs> he, what he does is he just slowly <laughs> goes over her head and just sort of lets it dribble out over her fucking head. It's so much spit. So much <laughs> spit and she just goes I knew you were going to do that <laughs> this is this is the fond childhood memory she got as this fucking guy he used to spit yeah, on her this is the this is the person she's created in her head to be the nice person <laughs> in her he's meant to cheer her up <laughs> fucking hell I'd go back to Charles he didn't spit on her Jesus Christ <laughs> well he might have done I think if you said to my missus would you rather I cheated on you or spat on your head while we were playing hide and seek I, 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 yeah she said you're <laughs> she's just mouthed the worst to me cheat on me <laughs> <laughs> do you and Maddie play a lot of hide and seek together we don't play a lot of hide and seek together, but what I just want to reassure her of is that if she's ever on her knees counting, I wouldn't spit on her head. <laughs> yeah, you spit in her face. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm so glad you saw that deleted scene as well, because I, I, oh, I too watched that, and uh, yeah, it was... it was. I, 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 there was a couple of scenes in that I think they, I wish they'd kept. I thought, mm. they were, I thought there was some quite good scenes in there, man. Go on, what's another? Uh, there was the one that, well, some of, some of them were kind of expansions on scenes, weren't there? Mm. There was like, I yeah. think the burg, was the, the burglary scene that was a bit, was a bit expanded. Yes. Yeah. There's a bit where they're climbing back in through the window upstairs and then, oh yeah, the mum, cause yeah. So they, he's getting, the dad's getting dragged into the police car, isn't he? Yeah. Because he actually, he, he tackles the burglar downstairs. Well, he's a policeman, yeah. but he thinks he's the burglar, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love how the mum is such a fucking bitch where she, she when, when he falls down the stairs because he's att- he's attacking the policeman who he thinks is a burglar, rather than going, are you all right? She goes, Nigel, don't die. <laughs> <laughs> she still can't resist just giving him another fucking order. <laughs> no, don't leave me alone with a fucking problem, kid. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> You're burglars. <laughs> um, yeah, so after the dog poo, so the morning after the dog poo scene, they're in the kitchen, which is probably one of the best scenes of the whole film. Oh, the, the, when he when she flattens his head—that's one of the infamous kind of scenes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you see the deleted scene from that bit as well? Yes, but refresh my memory because I only watched <laughs> one. He just goes right in the mum's face and goes, "Eat shit and die." Yes, yes, he does. <laughs> I really wish they kept that in. Yeah, I wonder if it's because he swore and they were trying to take it to a certain like it was going to be a certain rating. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it probably was that. But there's quite a lot of swearing in it. Continuing yeah. To- like PG, and obviously he's on the. He, he's, he's so she shuts his head at the fridge, and he gets the big flat head, which I, I posted on our social media pages today because I thought that was quite an infamous scene. And then, yes. um, and then he, he <laughs> the mega bitch crossed my head, the bitch that, um, which is one of my favourite lines from the film. Be gone now, the evil one reigns supreme. <laughs> I only Rick could do that. Absolutely. That was that was the most Rick Mail it got in that film. <laughs> Just Absolutely. Like, Be gone, evil one. <laughs> <laughs> and he ends up on the floor because he blows his head back up and, <laughs> and then he goes and looks at her well, her fanny. And um and it's it says oh, cobwebs. Cobwebs. <laughs> <laughs> she said, piss off, what are you deaf? What are you deaf? I had all night of the stupid garden shirt. <laughs> Do you know what? We are actually turning to Richie from bottom when he does his Leonard Rossiter. 
<laughs> oh, Mr. Jones! Mr. Jones! <laughs> you look, shut up, shut up. You look, shut up. <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, yeah, I thought I thought this was going to happen. Yeah, which is descended into Rick Mail from bottom impression. Just yeah, we're just trapped in a Rick hole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm all right with. Um, here's a question for you. Yeah, why the fuck is Carrie Fisher banging George W. Bush? Oh God, yeah, Murray, the <laughs> creepiest bloke in the whole fucking he, film. He is. He's possibly as bad as Charles. He's the, the, the males do not get well represented in this film. You've got Rick Mail, who's spent his whole film hanging around with kids. You've got for, the only one who even fucking that Michael Bunt, even Mickey Bunt, he's a melt. Right? Oh you've, my got, God. you've got Charles, who's just a fucking, like you said, we, we would have said he's a fucking prick. And then you've yeah. got Murray, who's banging <laughs> Carrie Fisher on a boat. Um, who's, who seems to be about 40 years her, her senior as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, uh, Jesus. I mean, I don't know what went wrong between. Between her and Han Solo, but she's ended up with, <laughs> but she's ended up with Murray, and um, she basically what happens is Phoebe Cates tries to get away from Rick Mail because she's kind of scared that she's had this uh, imaginary friend come back to her in her adult life, so she go, flees to her best friend's uh, Carrie Fisher's house, who lives on a boat, and mm. uh, and she knocks on the door, and Carrie Fisher comes down. It's three in the morning, and she's banging her boss, who's this bloke called Murray. And uh, about five seconds after she answered the door, he's going, Jenny, you're coming back to bed. <laughs> and then, and then, and then <laughs> Carrie, Carrie, Carrie Fisher just says to Elizabeth, like, he is an animal. He's an animal. He's an, and Phoebe just goes, uh, Phoebe Cates just goes, are we? What, he can go all night. She's like, oh, and then some, which I respect because he's about 60. No, no, she says, no, he, something about he shits in the corner or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He his hand, shits in the corner. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, Carrie Fisher, she actually uh, wrote rewrote some of the script. Well, she did that for Hook. She did it. For, she she, did. She's quite. She's quite a well known. Like right, yeah. She she seems to be quite well respected as a script writer. Because, she's a, yeah, like a script doctor. Yeah, she is, and and she, but yeah, she's just the next morning when she because she lets Phoebe Cates stay at her house, even though she's she's banging uh, Murray. Um, mm-hmm. And and then in the morning, like when Phoebe Cates wakes up, she's had her hair cut. Her uh, doctor friends cut her hair in her sleep. <laughs> and um, she's um, she she sits. Well, Carrie Fisher's kind says to her like, "Oh, are you okay?" And Phoebe Cates like, "Yeah." She goes, "I just had a dream that Fred cut my hair, and it happened real. You know, it happened in real life. You know." And then and then Murray just goes, oh, "I never had nightmares. I just had wet dreams." <laughs> and I never had imaginary friends. That's it. That's it. Never had imaginary friends, just wet dreams. I'm doing it as George W. Bush. And yeah, then it just starts kissing the back of Carrie Fisher's neck. And it's like, oh, you oh, creepy dis- cunt. Disgusting, disgusting old man. Yeah. Like, and it turns out he's married as well. Because when, because um, what happens later is that uh, Carrie Fisher and uh, and, and uh, the creepy Murray leave the, the boat to go to work for the day. And the Phoebe Cates has left there and Rick Mail pops up and the... Um, they fucking end up. She thinks she sees Charles uh, going past on another boat, doesn't she? On a speedboat, yeah. And she thinks I'm going to do the most desperate thing anyone has ever done <laughs> and try and chase my ex on a boat uh, with another boat. I mean, who the who the turn around? I mean, if you were trying to win your partner back, if I if I'd split up with with my partner and I'm going down the road on a boat, go down a sort yeah. of river on a boat, and I turn around and she's behind me on a massive boat, going pull over. I'd be like, "Parking <laughs> hell, what is well, going on here?" To be honest, though, she she does have the bigger boat, so I get it. She does, but she's on the bigger boat. She's chasing a ex on a fucking river. It's a little bit desperate. Yeah. 
It's a bit desperate, but the whole fucking film is her being desperate. To be quite honest, to be quite honest with you, once we've stopped recording this podcast for this evening, I don't ever want to hear the fucking name Charles again mm. because it comes up so much in this film. That's the only thing. I mean, I like I say, I've had it on loop all day, so and then I watched it again before we recorded. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah I don't ever want to hear that name Charles again because it's just Charles this, Charles that, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. You'd yeah. think she was trying to fucking score some coke. Yeah, do you know what? And she probably would have been better off doing so, quite frankly. Um, <laughs> Imagine doing coke with Drop Dead Fred. <laughs> I would have loved to have done drugs with Rick Mayo. That would have been oh, great. I would have loved to have done anything with Rick Mayo. Oh, absolutely. Uh, no, no, I'd... <laughs> no holes barred. Anything. Anything you wanted. No holes barred. Nice. <laughs> His bar, my hole. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> would, he, would you want him wearing the green suit or uh yeah yeah i don't really i'm mate i'm easy as, as long as he sweats as much as he does on stage I'm oh yeah in the bottom live special she sweats like fuck doesn't he yes he does he really does he's, he's <laughs> natural lubricant pouring down his face but um <laughs> oh it is but i mean it, i mean going back to the mother i i i, I thought she looked i thought for some reason when I was younger, because it's played by Marsha Mason, uh, but it was I Marsha Mason. Marsha Mason. Uh, that no. sounds that sounds like an animation studio <laughs> <laughs> run by James Stewart. <laughs> Marsha Mason. No, for some reason I thought it was uh, what's her name, Kathleen Turner. I thought it looked like yeah, her. yeah, yeah. Like I can her, see why. Yeah, it used to make the interchangeable. The only difference is obviously Kathleen Turner's got the uh, the voice. Yeah, yeah, and 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 sort of they both look a little bit blokish, but mm. um, uh, particularly I don't know. There is something about there is because she 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 has a way, uh, Elizabeth Bobber, being looking quite glamorous, but also being a bit like she looks a little bit like a geezer. Yeah, absolutely. I th- I don't think that the fashion of the time helped because it was all big shoulders, yeah, you know, big shoulder yeah. pads and stuff. But she definitely. I mean, I thought she looked a bit like Michael Jackson, <laughs> <laughs> which is, you know, I'd I'd rather put Drop Dead Fred in charge of babysitting. Well, I mean, Michael Jackson's done his fair share of isolating young children as well. So. <laughs> well, he did say, didn't he? He just can't stop loving them. <laughs> So that wasn't one of my best jokes, I'll be honest. It was, um, oh, mate. We got an hour. We, we do an hour podcast every week. It's never going to be gold, is it? Yeah, uh, well, you, you know what the time is, don't you? Oh, was it Yesy Watch? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying, you always know what the time is. <laughs> oh, I see. I thought you were you were basically taking fun at the fact that I uh, that I, I keep an eye on the watch. You What's bothered the, to keep an eye on the fucking someone's time. Someone's fucking got to, bruv. We'd be here all night otherwise. <laughs> apart from apart from with certain episodes which we won't go into which we were struggling to fucking feel content on because that was shit um, um, the bit where she, she starts attacking him <laughs> that's a really funny bit where she he's sitting in the boardroom isn't he next to Murray going yeah oh, do it to him, do it to him. I love that episode uh, so I love that scene sorry and she comes in and she she thinks that she, well she grabs the, the chair that he's on and she looks down and goes hello sweetheart I've like, got him <laughs> The way that she's sort of, because she, she can't see him, so she's talking at his crotch. And the way that Rick just looks so proud, and he's sort of looking around like, has anybody noticed that she's looking at my dick? <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good. I had to watch that. I rewound that, just that one bit to watch Rick's face, because it's so good. I love that, because he's got Carrie Fisher just basically 
Phoebe Cates goes to Carrie Fisher's work to say, "Look, um, I sank your boat, uh, which yeah. is your home, which was your which house, is also your house." Yeah, yeah. I mean, how the fuck do you break that to someone? Um, but, uh, yeah, you, but you, you just stroll into their office completely wet and say, "Do you remember your house?" Yeah, it's just to say, it's not bad enough that I just ruined your life. I'm going to come in and possibly make you lose your job as well. Um, and then, so Carrie Fisher goes mental uh, because Phoebe Cates pops up, uh, points out where uh, Rick Mail is. And um, yeah, Carrie Fisher essentially starts kicking the shit out of nobody. And I think Murray, the bloke she's bagging, comes out and goes, there's no one here. She goes, that's because he's invisible, you fucking idiot. <laughs> and then she gets up and she's like, it's awfully hot in here. <laughs> Honestly, mate, she, she is brilliant. She's only in a few scenes, but she's excellent in this film. Oh, Carrie Fisher's great, man. She, yeah, she, man. She's got good comic timing. I like Carrie Fisher a lot. She, she's so, well known for Princess Leia, but I think in her later career, she actually did a lot of comedy. Like, Because she's, uh, she's she was involved in Family Guy as well. She she voiced a few episodes in Family yes, Guy. I think, I think yeah. she contributed to the writing in that as well. She had a cameo in Jane Sign and Bob Strike Back. She did. She did. So, so did Mark Hamill's cock knocker. <laughs> Yeah, and she was the nun who got munched out by Jay. Yeah, she was. <laughs> Cock knocker and the nun that got munched out. Cock knocker. Cock knocker. Oh, God. I'll tell you one bit that I thought was fucking harsh. I'll tell you one character I felt really sorry for after watching this, right? Don't say Mickey Bunce. Not Mickey Bunce, no. Mickey Bunce. Fuck goes, Mickey oh. Bunce. No, I very much thought, particularly after I spotted the two earrings, I thought he can yeah. fuck himself. Um, yeah. No, but i tell you who I felt sorry for was the violin player, right? <laughs> <laughs> because what happens is, is... After the scene where where the whole thing's happened with Carrie Fisher be, uh, beating up like imaginary drop dead Fred or whatever, they end up in this. Uh, they end up in like a shopping mall. I don't know where they are. Mm-hmm. But um, Phoebe Cates essentially says to him, "Get the fuck out of my life! You're ruining it, right?" And he kind of goes, "All right, I'll fuck off then." And then she's by this quite like these these uh, these sort of violinists playing at the shopping centre, and she looks up, and Rick Mayer was embodied one of the violinists <laughs> on the end, and he's just playing on the end, and Phoebe Cates goes, "Oh fuck." this prick and just goes up <laughs> and starts battering him with her handbag and then it flicks back to the scene that it's not actually drop dead Fred it's this poor violinist woman who Phoebe Cates is beating the fuck <laughs> out of right she's and just the, completely wrecked her violin as well fucking, yeah the violin falls on the floor that's broken she's Smashed beating the shit. shit out of this one but what makes it worse is it cuts to the next scene where the security guards have intervened and uh, Phoebe Cates' mum has turned up to kind of uh, settle you know sort of sort out what's happened and this poor <laughs> violinist is stood there being beaten the shit out of by a stranger and <laughs> fucking Elizabeth's mum gives her some money for this violin and goes that's all like $300 you pay that much for a violin you play in a shopping mall (laughs) 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 she's just been beaten up by a stranger and then that stranger's mum has said you've got a shit job why do you pay this much for a fucking instrument (laughs) it's rubbing salt in the wound a bit isn't it definitely Definitely. She, yeah, I mean, if she pissed on the violin in front of her, that would have been equal to the comment that she made. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. Um, is that before or after the bit where she goes to dinner with Mickey, you know, lunch with Mickey? I think that is... I, I don't know. Do you know what? You don't I'm throw not... spaghetti in my restaurant. Yeah, I, I think it's potentially after, I think. Yeah, I think or it is... must be... The acting in that scene, that lunch scene, is incredible. Absolutely yeah. incredible from both Rick and Phoebe Cates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. The way that she acts like 
like where it looks like well, obviously he's controlling her like he's got a hold of her hands and stuff but the way that she acts that is absolutely amazing yeah it's really cool to yeah be fair, it must be hard to have like a presence like rick mail talking in your face and having to pretend essentially he's not there you know what I mean? She deserves an Oscar just for not pissing herself with laughter yeah, in every scene. I mean, even even the Mickey Bunce character, I don't, I, I don't really like the character, but I'll give credit to the actor. There's a couple of scenes where Rick Mouse is in his face going, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to be fair, the actor don't fucking flinch. Like, if I had Rick Mail <laughs> an inch of my vote. So as much as Mickey Bunce, I thought, was a bit wet, I... I, I, I yeah, that even he does a good job. That dude, because he, he's like when they're in the car, like when he's dropping her off to the party later on. Mickey Bunce, and he's just stuck in a car with two girls, and he just, <laughs> and he's, God, he's just such a girl. He's just complete and utter creep, aren't you? And he's, he's, when you're getting insulted to your face by Rick Mayo an inch away, it must take everything in your fucking being not to acknowledge it. You know I mean? know it must have been so hard. Ron Eldard is the name of that actor. Yeah, apparently he was a boxer. I, I, really? I, I, I heard he was a Golden Gloves boxer. That's, that's... Boxer what? Boxer shit. <laughs> Stuck in a car with two girls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, fair play to him. I mean, he's he's in Sleepers. Did you ever see Sleepers? No, I can't say I did. That's a banger. Watch that. That's on Netflix. Um, I watched that a little while ago, actually. It's very good. Uh, uh, he, he was in... Um... I went for a phase where I watched ER. I remember him being in that for a little bit when I was a kid. Yeah. And it then was obviously a- there was the British version that was set in the West Country called UR. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Fucking you are, fuck, mate, can you believe this shit just comes out of me? I don't know. Can I just say, that might sound like that was a planned joke that I said, all right, I'll set you up by saying ER. Can I just say, I had no part in that. Yeah, that's, uh, how polished, that's how polished... The humour is on that, this that, that, that was all from the uh, that was all from the brain of Michael Hunt, but it was quite quick. I'll give you that. Yeah, well, you're not the first woman to say that to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, she gets a big fat nurse, doesn't she? She does get a big, big fat nurse. Fat nurse with a shaving rash on her second chin. Yeah, yeah, she does. She 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 uh, she gets whacked in the face of the frying pan, which is yeah. which is probably the one and only moment in the film you think, yes, Charles, because he because <laughs> he he back. He bashes. The thing is, she sort of. I love the fact that because it, it, towards the end, uh, Charles manages to manipulate uh, Phoebe. Basically, she turns up at his party. He has a wine party, mm. and and uh, Phoebe Cates turns up looking pretty hot. Mm. Um, and I think he kind of thinks to himself, "Oh, hello." So she goes back to the apartment <laughs> that they shared, and he kind of follows Ooh. her back. And um, when uh, because she's she's she, at one point, her mum essentially tries to confine her to the house, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, when she has what's the what's the moment that sparks that off? Um, it's after she's been to the hospital to get the <laughs> pills. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of, she's laying in bed and she get, brings the big fat nurse. And I'm like, yeah, if you, yeah, I'll just, and the nurse goes, "I was a black belt. I, could, I got a black I could, belt. I could, I could. How big was that black belt? Jeez, <laughs> it must <laughs> it's have an been, asteroid belt. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a, I've got a black belt, and they sort of what did they make it out of tent? I don't I like. Yeah. <laughs> that was a big woman. Oh, mate, and there's a great bit where. She, where Elizabeth tries to escape and she locks her back in her room and she goes, Good night, Flake. Yeah. Which I, I think that's the first time that that woman has ever walked away from a flake. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine so. <laughs> <laughs> 
She's a big woman. She's a oh, big man, it's a woman. Unit, it's a unit and a half. Yeah. Like fucking John Goodman. Yeah. She's like, she's like, yeah, she does. She looks like Miss Trunchbowl in a, in a nurse's uniform. <laughs> Trunchbowl. Yeah. You're going straight in the chalky. <laughs> Trunchbowl though. Was it Trunchbowl? <laughs> no, it's Trunchbowl. Is it Trunchbowl? Like the animal. You've, what you've done there is you've confused Trunchbowl and Punchbowl. Oh, I see. <laughs> Which I like. My mistake. Matilda, that could be one. We could do Matilda in the future. Oh, that's, mate, yeah, Danny DeVito. That's a potential one. Matilda's a good one to do. Yeah. So if anybody wants to recommend that we do <laughs> Matilda at any point, drop us an email, realprojectionpod at gmail.com. Uh, yeah. We'll consider it. Yeah. If, if anyone wants to drop us any recommendations that we're going to pretend we're second in line to our own choices. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, you got into you got too late. It's, 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 the problem is, though, you read one out last week. It was it was uh, chat, but it was Elliot. He wants to do contact. He, we, he now knows that we got his choice, so we're going to have to do contact at some point. Well, I did. I did uh, add the caveat to that episode that we need to screen the film first to guarantee that it's, it's going to be sufficient. That's true. As I'm sure you can understand, Elliot, there has to be there has to be a degree of being able to take the piss out of this. Otherwise, you're literally just watching us review a sci-fi film for an hour, which yeah. might, on paper, seem like it'll be entertaining for you, but it probably won't be. <laughs> Yeah, and the thing is, I object to any film in which Jodie Foster is starring, but doesn't say, "Who said I can smell your cunt?" <laughs> so, <laughs> no, speaking uh, of which, speaking of which, right? That that reminds me. Yeah, what the fuck is what is what is going on? Oh, I sound a bit like Jerry Seinfeld now, don't I? <laughs> what is the deal with with American fridges? Because uh, Rick gets his head stuck uh, shut in a fridge. Yeah, uh, and I believe in Hannibal, he shuts uh, Clarice's ponytail in the fridge, and she can't get out. Yeah, it's true. And also, at it, it, one point during the film, Rick Mail is in the fridge. Do you remember? She she, oh, yeah. she opens up the door to get a drink, and he goes, "He's not right for you, Snotface." <laughs> <laughs> what I love about the Drop Dead Fred character is that, sort of, for the majority of the film, he's kind of this slapstick character who just wants to get into shit. And then, sort of, three quarters of the film, he becomes this relationship therapist. She opens the door, and he goes, "He's not right for you." <laughs> and it's just like, he gets all serious. It's like, oh, fuck off. Go set fire to the kitchen or something, Fred. Poison <laughs> yeah. the goldfish with an Oreo. Yeah, he, he does. He gets, a little, he gets a little bit serious towards the end, old drop-dead Fred. <clears throat> I think he has to, though, really, doesn't he? Otherwise, I suppose uh... he does, because his life's in danger. Um, well, the, the thing is, you need to also have, for the, for the film's sake, you need to also have a bit at the end where something is resolved. Yeah, um, no, that's you're probably not wrong. You're probably not did wrong. You, did you see the, the god awful deleted scene where all the imaginary friends are in some weird subway station? No, I don't think I did. Oh, mate, it's fucking bizarre. I saw, I saw like an extended version of it where Rick Mayo says he's going to fill the room with snots. Um, yeah, no, this is a different scene, and it's I think it's supposed to be towards the end of the film, maybe an alternate ending where they're in this weird subway station, and he says this is where all the imaginary friends go when they're off duty or whatever. Oh, really? And it's yeah, it's really weird. I'm so oh, glad me, that they didn't me, run with that ending. Send me send me the link. I, I uh, yeah, we'll do. Yeah, we can stick it up on the social media if anybody's interested. Um, yes. Yeah. No, I I can't. Say, yeah. No, I didn't. I, I watched. I think it was a YouTube video with about 10, 15 minutes of deleted scenes, but that wasn't on there from what I can. From, no, I don't think I saw that one. Unless I stopped yeah. it earlier. Because I, I, I kind of had it on when I was working. It might be that I got a call and I paused the YouTube video and get to see the rest of it. But no, I didn't see yeah. that. Sounds weird. Very bizarre. Um, the whole kind of end sequence was a bit odd in terms of like the, the that kind of dream, her imagination realm. Was yeah. A very, uh, 
shit. The set was very shit. It was a bit shit. It was a bit shit. It was. I, I, and, and also, like, there was no real, um, I don't know, that, like, there's only real two things. You get Charles turns up in his car. All she does is pull the whole ornament off and he fucks off. Yeah. Um, and then um, she, Rick Bauer tries to run up these stairs that aren't really stairs. And that's where I a lot of what, refer, yeah, what, what we need is a tree, um, which I referred to earlier. There were at least three or four things required to get up a staircase. I would have picked over a tree. Mm. Uh, a rope, some real stairs, a, a ladder. escalator. Uh, an escalator was going to be my fault. Yeah. So Rick Mayer went with a tree, which I imagine looked more spectacular with the CGI, but um, not, not uh, yeah, wouldn't have been my first choice. Well, I think I think the idea of the tree is that it's got it's got it's got and pardon the pun, this isn't intentional, but it's got roots to the childhood. Hey, hey. you really yeah, passed so- out with that joke. No. <laughs> oh, leave me alone. <laughs> We've done two jokes. Should we go for tree? Um, no, no. <laughs> well, this is going to feel like I'm crowbarring it in, but I guess your bark is worse than your bite. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck All right, we'll leave it there. Um, Can we um, leave it? Yeah, no, never mind. Um, yeah. Oh, you did, we did. I just I did, did that. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It's all good because this is all comedy, and everyone likes to laugh. Do you know what? To be fair, a lot of my friends love a good pun. That, that, that's gold for them. Mm-hmm. That's gold yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I picked up. I, I, uh, I did big up our podcast to a few. Of the I did a gig the other day, and I did big up our podcast to a few people. Does a lot of stand-up comedy. Doesn't like to talk about it. Don't like to talk. I don't, like, I don't like to mention it. I don't like, to mention, like to mention it at all. No, but I don't like professional to... stand-up, not not a professional that gets paid. No. Yet. So, so no. So a professional doesn't get paid. So what Mike means by that is that I'm definitely not a professional. Um, is but but I hope I hope to 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 do that one day. Um, yeah. But yeah, at the moment it's a cool hobby. Uh, but yeah, I did I did uh, a gig the other day. I got actor the night. Won a little award. Boom. I saw. I saw. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Look, oh. yeah, well done, mate. I, I'm really sorry I couldn't couldn't make it in the end. No, um, that's all right. I, I, was to, I just I got home too late, and it's it's like a, a, an hour and a bit. No, no, fair no, no. From where I live, so no, I understand. No, it's all good. I, I yeah, I, I wasn't going to mention that I won best actor tonight. Um, <laughs> uh, um uh, but you know, you you, you twisted my arm. That, that, yeah. yeah, but yeah, so yeah, one best actor tonight. Um, and uh, and yeah. uh, Scott, tell me, you received a trophy for for best actor tonight. Oh, well, I mentioned I got best actor. Not, yeah, it's, it's the small, smallest trophy. But what I did was I, I took a picture really strategically <laughs> that made it look massive. Um, it was kind of like a dick pic, but with a trophy, and that you're trying yeah. to put it at an angle to make it look as big as you possibly could, uh, which yeah. I'm experiencing with the old dick pics. So, yeah, I, I knew what to do. And, uh, yeah, it looked like the fucking World Cup. But in reality, mm-hmm. it was about, I don't know, the size of like a Pez dispenser. Um, yes. yeah. everybody, everybody needs a place to keep their Pez. Absolutely. But, no, it um, was it was no, it was still cool, though, man. It was, it, yeah, it was... Uh, it was good being back on stage again and I do plug the podcast at any given opportunity so well that is wonderful yeah uh, and I'm grateful for the mention even if you probably didn't mention me personally I knew that I was in your heart I didn't mention you personally but I did mention the the podcast at the gig where I got back to the night um and uh yeah it was yeah, it. you did. Best act of the night. That's amazing. Yeah. I do that thing too with the dick pics where you, you try and take a strategic picture to make your dick look big. I'm quite lucky in that I've got very small hands, yeah. um, but unfortunately that does correspond with a very small knob. I did think when you sent that dick pic to me that you did it at a certain angle. So fair play. Thank you for ruining the magic. Yeah, sorry about that, mate. But uh, <laughs> at least I know the zoom function on my camera works. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh dear i'll tell you what this film has taught me is that wine people are cunts yeah and why would you spit out wine when you're at a wine tent i thought he liked wine why is he spitting, why is he spitting out, out? <laughs> that's fucking great and that mate with a boat he and that guy spit both spit wine at the same time and then the other guy gets it all down his chin and has to wipe they don't even have a napkin for him he has to wipe it off with his hand yeah yeah and it, it was and then and, and, there's a bit where sort of Rick Mail when she's trying to find Char- she's trying to find Charles. I mean, well, I was going to say she was trying to find Charlie, which at a wine party I can't imagine's hard to find. Um, but no, she was trying to find Charles, and uh, Rick Mail goes, I- "I'll look for him for you." And his immediate reaction is to go on the floor and yeah. sort of kick himself along with his with his face turned up. But he ends up under Bridget Fonda's dress. No panties. No, <laughs> There's uh, the peering up skirts is a running theme. There are deleted scenes where he's peering up skirts as well. Um, but uh, the bit, the bit where he's in the shopping mall with her and she's trying to buy an outfit or whatever, he, he looks up the skirt of a mannequin, and then <laughs> yeah, and then he sort of goes, hmm. <laughs> like he's, there's nothing under there. <laughs> oh, mate, so yeah. fucking good. Yeah, it, it, it was. It was definitely there. Was definitely uh, a bit like obviously. Yeah, he he he's, he ends up on a Bridget Fonda's crotch. Do you know, the more the more we the more we recap these scenes, the more we think, you know, maybe he was a little bit of a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> My childhood friend who tries to look at vaginas constantly. <laughs> I mean, it, it was it was, and he had the he had the kind of uh, dumb and dumber Larry suit and haircut for this part, yeah. didn't he? The sort yeah. of, like like Harry and Lloyd do when they wear the blue and orange suits. They kind of fucking. So he's turned up. He's got this. He's got this fucking. <laughs> he's got this like Mister Whippy haircut going on. Who <laughs> was the ice cream man from Doug? Mister Swirly. Mister Swirly. Oh God, I loved Doug. Doug was fucking brilliant. Yeah, do you know what? I have to say, one of my friends very early on suggested we should do a nineties cartoon uh, series. I've got to say that would be good. That would be good. Yes, it might. Be. We've got to figure out a way of trying to condense a conversation of potentially years worth of series of <laughs> yeah, yeah, these cartoons into one hour of that's, content. That's true because we if we can do. I mean, if we can do an hour on an hour and a half film, like when you've got a series that's spanned over years and years and it's probably got like fucking seven or eight hours worth of shit. Yeah, mm. I, know, I know what you mean. There would be, it would, um, yeah. Well, let's, yeah, I mean, if, if, that's, if that's the kind of thing that the viewers out there want to want to stick inside their ears, then, uh, you know, give us a shout, rearprojectionpod at gmail.com. Yeah, definitely. But, is is there like any... say, we're definitely open to your suggestion. Definitely. 100%. We will listen and read everyone with care and yep. seriously consider every any suggestion you have. Yep, absolutely. And I would like to thank my friend that advanced for picking the sand lot for next week, as that's exactly what I wanted to pick. So that's, thanks to uh, Barry, wasn't it? Barry. Yeah. Let me just check the inbox. Good old, good, good old Bazza. Good old Bazza. Yeah. Barry's back. Yeah, boy. Return um, of the Baz. Yeah. Oh, also, I, I wanted to give a shout out while I was here, actually. I don't do many shout outs on here. Fuck but, off. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Ruin the moment. No, go on, go on, go on. No, I wanted to give a shout out to, to my mate George, um, who who I got in touch with the other day to wish him a happy birthday. I haven't seen him in a couple of years, but um, I hadn't spoken to him in a while. And when I wished him a happy birthday, he messaged me going, oh, by the way, mate, I watch your, I listen to your podcast every week and it's wicked. So yeah, no, shout out, shout out to George. Thank you for the support, mate. Happy birthday, George. And yes, you're right, it is. <laughs> so, first sensible thing you've said all day. <laughs> 
I think he's an Office fan, so he'll get that reference, actually. Oh, good. <laughs> well, there's a little birthday treat for you, George. Because yeah. uh, like, if you didn't watch The Office, you'd probably just think you're insulting him. Uh, but uh, no. Yeah. Was... <laughs> Very small dick pics to follow. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. Um, well, I guess, well, we are 51 minutes in, and we haven't done Yeti Watch. Oh, it's a clock. Okay, Yeti watch it is. I am Let's... a clock. I will never apologise for being a clock only. You'd keep us here all fucking night otherwise. <laughs> I was going to say to you before we started recording, uh, you know what, maybe if this one runs over it won't be so bad. But no, <laughs> I'll just go back to being alone. Uh, right, let me... Oh, let me get in glowing, glowing review of your missus that you live with there. <laughs> um, well, yeah, but I mean... You know, she's she's buried under the patio. <laughs> no. All right, Fred West, what's your... <laughs> what's, is there any emails or what? <laughs> <clears throat> right, Yeti... Oh, oh, there's the one from Barry, obviously, Sand, Sandman kids. Uh, <laughs> no, sadly, Yeti Watch has been a fucking bust again. Um, this Actually, I will just... We'll give a shout-out to my girlfriend because she is always saying... Scott always mentions his wife. You never mention me. So, uh, <laughs> Leanne or Leo, as we call you, I love you. Thank you for the support. Thank you for listening to my podcast. And thank you for my lovely dinner. For <laughs> um, sadly, no, yes, you watch has been a bust this week. Can I, can uh, I, can I just say a little update? Um, he is close to knowing the truth. Um, oh my God! One, one, one of my one of my, uh, one of my friends, uh, a fellow Scott. Um, he uh, <laughs> we're in a group chat, and I think he was catching up on one of our episodes last <laughs> night. And he wrote in a group chat that has both me, him, and the the Yeti man in it. <laughs> Scott, does uh, your Yeti friend happen to be on this WhatsApp group? <laughs> <laughs> to which I just did an awkward laughing emoji, and to be fair, Yeti man did put a uh, sunglasses emoji. I think he, I think he sort of knows, but I'm meeting him for a beer tomorrow because it's his birthday. So I'm going to ruin the occasion by telling him I've spent the last two months taking the piss out of him on my podcast. Um, no, I'm not really taking the piss out of him. If anything, we're trying to do him a favour. And to be quite honest with you, viewers, the fact that it's his birthday and you haven't bothered to step up and try and offer up a vagina. <laughs> I'm disappointed in you people. I really am. We give you gold every week. This is the least you could do for us. Yeah, it's true. We're not even asking for a shag for us because we obviously we're both, we're both, both taken and very happy. Yeah. So, you know, think about it next time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's selfish. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm surprised because, what, uh, we, we've got several mutual friends that listen to this podcast, being Yeti Man. I'm surprised we've not at least had a wind-up email. Going, all right, I'll shake it. I thought someone would have taken advantage of that. Like, I'll, I'll have a bit of the Yeti in and all yeah. over my mouth. Um, <laughs> but no one, no, yeah. So this is a, this is a, a gentle nudge in the ribs. So if you're right, come on, give us give us something to go. If, if Yeti watch every week, it's just us going, nope, no emails. It's no, going to run. It's gonna, gonna, we're not going to have to abandon Yeti watch, and one of us is going to have to wank him off. Absolutely. It's going to run out of steam. So either someone has to send in a prank email, or someone has to find a bird who actually wants to fuck him. Um, Either that, you know, or one of us is going to have to be coughing up hairballs one morning. <laughs> I'm meeting him tomorrow. It's my birthday. I guess I can take one for the team, but I really don't want to. Uh, no, 
No, because again, not because he's unattractive or there's anything wrong with him, but because you are taken and very happy. No, it's not even that. He's just not my type. I've got no problems cheating on the wife. I just think I could do a little bit better. I could. I think I've got a higher. Dude, I, wonder, I wonder how your wife feels about like, a, a, high, a, a higher caliber of hairy man. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Um. <laughs> Is that right? Sorry, I'm going to take you back. Is that reference the Scottish woman who walks in the doors of Who? Which one of you has taken a shit? And not, is that is that is it from that? Well, that was fucking one of yes. Yes, it was a reference to that. That was I, it's become a bit of a, a bit of a saying in our household, and sometimes it creeps out. So disgusting. <laughs> it's great. I really enjoy it. it was the way that if I start singing something, like, I think it's fucking. It's Cher Lloyd. It's Cher Because <laughs> the little girl goes, right, we're going to sing Cher Lloyd by Cher Lloyd. Which one of you is taking a shit? <laughs> I'm not bothered to flush that Tyler. That's Justin. Well, it was yeah. fucking warriors. We are just top of the game when it comes to meme culture, uh, YouTubeology. Yeah. See, we, you know, we, we've got a finger on the pulse. Yeah. Oh, oh, I found a way Ooh. to crowbar it in. Right. I don't know if you looked under the IMDB trivia for Drop Dead Fred, Mike, yes. but do you know who was in the running to play Charles? Uh, it's, I know exactly who you're going to, oh no, wait, hang on, Charles. Do you know uh, who's in the running no. to play Charles? Uh, I, I do, but I've forgotten. And for anyone who thinks that I'm just doing this to crowbar in my brilliant impression, <laughs> I can assure you, if you go on IMDb, <laughs> it's a real thing. It was Rick Moranis. Um, Mick, Mick Moranis. Rick Moranis was in the running to play Charles. So I, I managed no. to... As a bit of a callback to last week while we are on the subject, mm-hmm. um, one of the people in the running to play Mickey Fart Pants Bunts yes. was Joshua Brolin. Josh Brolin? No way. Yeah, one of the people they wanted, yeah. And they chose a dude, I mean, what was his name again? It was Ron Eldard. Uh, yes. Oh, they should have gone with Brolin, man. That would have given it a bit of star power. Yeah, I fucking love that. Love that, yeah. Josh Brolin. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I couldn't really picture a I couldn't picture Rick Moranis as Charles, I have to say. Yeah, but that's that's what would have made it so great. Actually, to be honest with you, he's too like he's too much of a sympathetic character. People would have ended up liking him. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, like Charles is like a, a, an arsehole who can attract attract. A, I got. I mean, I'm not saying Rick Moranis is an ugly dude, but I mean, could Rick Moranis? Really no, we're, not, we're not saying that. No, but could he realistically play Phoebe Cates and Bridget Fonda off of each other? I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure. I don't about know, that. but I tell you what, mate, I'd pay good money to see it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I would. I'd like to see. I'd like to see with Moranis in a cheeky in a cheeky sex tape because the only tape of them on YouTube at the moment is him getting punched by a stranger. So uh, I know, it's sad. You know, he'd be if they'd be in the middle of it, and then Phoebe Cates would turn to Bridget Fonda and go, "Why does he keep saying his name?" And then he'd go, "No, I'm saying lick my anus." <laughs> That might have got me worse than the fucking the fucking the fat kid from Hook's grave. That might... 
Uh, <laughs> Look, well, do you know what? Can I just say again, to Mike's credit, that might sound like we somehow managed to. That is, I can assure you, I did not set him up for that. So that's very off the cuff. I mean, mate, you need to get on the scene with me, bro. That, that that was that was for improv. That was very good. Very Thank good. you very much. Well, yeah, you'll see you'll see me on the comedy circuit soon. <laughs> that was, I'm sure. Honestly, that was that was that was very good. I enjoyed oh, that. Bless you. Bless you. Click my anus. I, t- <laughs> <laughs> I hope your wife's listening. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be the one waking up with hairballs. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. Sorry, Maddie. Sorry. Oh, That's the mother of your child. Um, <laughs> I suppose that's probably a good time to wrap it up, is it? Yes. Uh... Yeah, I guess so. So I get right. So I mean, I, I've I've joked about it a, a few times in the podcast, but I I do want to do the sand lot. It was close to being chosen in my last episode that when I chose the Goonies. Um. So yeah, I I want to do the sand lot. You haven't seen it, have you, Mike? Which is which... I've never seen it. So yeah, I'll be be looking forward to uh, yeah because I've heard good things. Yeah, sand lot's a cool film, and I haven't seen it in years. It gives me a good chance to to watch it again. And uh, yeah, I know a few people that that uh, I've I've actually as much as we joke about not going with people's recommendations, I've actually had a few mates saying to me you should do the sand lot, and I wanted to do it anyway. So um, it actually ticks both boxes really because I do know a few people that want to hear us do that episode. So and famously, you love getting both boxes ticked. I do like I do like filling both boxes um so yeah i i guess the only thing left to do is uh we, we end it on a rating don't we i've got a feeling it's going to be high for both of us because it's fucking yeah difficult. i'll let you go first um i guess on the basis that i gave hook a nine i'm gonna give i'm gonna give drop dead fred a nine i'm gonna go with nine also yeah i think it's i, I think um i think you can't hand out tens willy-nilly uh, I will not have her title better than this office really nearly um, so, yeah, it's an office quote it is um, I think that there, there aren't many tens out there and as much as I love the, the film I can't help thinking like if, if, Rick, if it wasn't Rick Mayo in the lead it probably would have probably only been a six or seven Rick Mayo kind of makes it for me so because of that I'll go with a nine just because I it's a, yeah yeah and absolutely Okay, yeah. great. So we both we both agree. I think it's the first time we've both given some of the same rating. I think so. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm looking forward. To, so yeah, um, I'm looking forward. We'll do the Sandlot next week. Um, uh, yeah, we'll be we'll get that episode out for Friday. We was trying to aim to get the episodes out on Friday. So we, we we got delayed last week because I think my my when we listened back, my recording was way behind yours, wasn't it? So I, I wasn't in sync, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so uh, yeah, um, to to spare you the, the technical details, yeah, there was a problem with the syncing up of the two tracks. Yes, uh, but I managed to fix it because I'm fucking great at things. Yes, indeed. Um, so yeah, don't worry. It'll be with you by t- by Friday evening. But of course, when you listen to this, it's going to be Friday or after then. Yeah. Uh, so we'll say Friday the eleventh. <laughs> <laughs> So we don't confuse anybody. If you no, listen, yeah, absolutely. And we, we do. We always aim to get it out on Friday, sort of lunchtime morning. But to be honest, the only times we've usually been delayed getting the episode out is if we do have technical difficulties, which we do sometimes have. Which is pretty much um, every cunting week. Yeah, it is. Like we do occasionally. Like we try and get them out on time because I've had mates say to me, "Oh, I went to look for it on Friday morning, and it wasn't there." It's like we do try. We really do. But um, mm. we are too simpletons doing a podcast. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's sometimes hard to get 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 the. Uh, you know all the right bits in place but no we'll end to get it out uh friday lunchtime for you or friday evening whether and uh yeah or you could come around to my house and i could just get it out for you on the doorstep absolutely yeah absolutely and i can tell for, i can tell you from a few dick pics that it's 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 not worth a gander so um no, it's yeah. not 
No. There are, there are pubes that have outgrown it. Yeah, it is. It is. Anyway, we are lengthening this exit, so let's... Uh, well, hey, because famously you love a lengthy exit, don't oh, you? Oh, for fuck's sake. You've done... <laughs> I think you've crammed four of those into one fucking episode. Famously, uh, you love cramming four into one, don't oh, you? Oh, for fuck's sake. I could, right. I could do it all night, mate. Right. So, I, let's, I, let's I, sign off. I'm going to turn my mic off to shut this cunt up. So, <laughs> I will... Um, yeah, no, we'll see you next week for The Sandlot. Thank you. This has been episode 10 on Drop Dead Fred. RIP Rick Mayo, seven years, legend. We'll see you next week. RIP Rick. And uh, listen, viewers out there, oh, I forgot listen to me, right? <laughs> I know you're going to miss us, but... You've got you now. You don't need us. Yep. Not anymore. No. So goodbye. Just kiss me and say, don't go smoking the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> See you later on, everybody.